dads. Being a dad is the most rewarding and most exhausting responsibility you have. In the whirlwind of life, you have so many things that demand your attention. Sometimes making memories with your kids takes a backseat. But it doesn't have to be that way. Join me, Aaron, a dad of four kids on the Dad Ventures podcast, where we dive deep on the adventure of a literal lifetime being a dad. We'll explore science-backed parenting strategies, review books and gear, and interview parenting experts with a special emphasis on being a dad. At Dad Ventures, we champion and celebrate dads and the unique value they pour into their kids. New episodes are live every Friday. Head over to wherever you listen to podcasts and find the Dad Ventures podcast, or go to adventures.dad and tap the podcast link at the top of the page. Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Build to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at Deal to Heal Teas. That my Shopify.com. Hi guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you'll enjoy the Deal to Heal with E James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James. And on my podcast, my guests and I discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. To deal with their problems, heal from the pain, and to fulfill their purpose. So check out our podcast. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or even on Audible. And if you want to watch the podcast, check us out on our YouTube channel at Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. Until then... See you soon. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Girl Dad Discussions podcast, where we believe that the relationship between a father and daughter is one of the most important relationships in a woman's life. Therefore, our mission is to promote the daddy-daughter relationship by spreading the voices of girl dads to the world and give love and support to all our girl dads and their daughters. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Girl Dad Discussions podcast. I'm your host. Ernest James. And if you haven't already, make sure you guys listen, like, subscribe, and share to our podcast on all our social media pages and the Girl Dad Discussions podcast on your podcast listening platforms. Also, subscribe to our podcast on our YouTube channel. We share a channel with our partner podcast, the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. So go to uh, Deal to Heal with E. James podcast on YouTube 
and subscribe there and you will find our podcast, The Girl Dad Discusses Podcast, as a playlist uh, on that channel. So again, thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Girl Dad Discussions podcast where we talk about everything concerning girl dads. And again, I am your host, Ernest James. And today, just like any other day, we are blessed with a guest. Mr. Trevor, how you doing? I'm doing good. I can't complain. Good, good, good. First of all, let me say thank you for being here because you could have been doing anything else, but you took out time to be here with me and my listeners, and we definitely appreciate it. So I wanted to let you know that. So, uh, Trevor, let's jump right into it. Do me a favor. Introduce yourself uh, to my listeners and tell us who you are and what it is that you do. Okay, well, hello to everybody. My name is uh, Trevor Gabadon, and I am a children's book author, actually. I am a school student and an entrepreneur. But today in particular, I'm here just to have a girl dad discussion and just dig deep into my children's book titled Daughters Grow Up So Fast, that'll kind of tie in perfectly to what we're going to talk about today. Cool, cool, cool. So first of all, uh, let, let me ask, what is your daughter's name? Her name is Zoe, spelled X-O. X-O, okay. Now that's different. That's different. Well, how did you come up with that? Honestly, that was her mom's idea. <laughs> I, just liked it. I said, all right, I, I, I like that one. It's different. My last name's already different, so might as well have right. my first name different. You notice I didn't even try to pronounce it right. <laughs> I said, I'm just going to leave that alone, right? <laughs> so, Trevor, uh, first first, uh, first question I want to ask you is, what does it mean for you personally to be a girl dad? To me, at first, I always thought I wanted a son first, but I see my daughter was like a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. I say that to say I learned a lot that I didn't know that I probably wouldn't have known had I had a daughter. So I, I get to see things and kind of put things into a different perspective and try to reason and figure out certain things just based off of how she acts. And me being a male, I know I'd never go through anything in life that she has to ever do with. So mm-hmm. she kind of opened that third eye for me just to kind of have me aware of like certain situations that I probably would have never seen had she not been here. So being a girl dad, to me, I say all about, for me, protecting. I think she's kind of molded me into like a big protector. Someone that I like, I know for her, I, no matter what, she can, she has, she can always count on me. And mm-hmm. For her to be able to count on me, I got to be able to protect her. So for me, it's it's definitely, I'd say, a tough task because, you know, you look around, it's a bunch of, you know, fatherless daughters out out here Mm -hmm. and social media is kind of doing a good job masking it, making it seem like it's it's okay. So, yeah. I'm definitely okay. learning. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, the fatherless daughters, because that's really sort of how I even came to this, uh, to have this platform. Um, I actually had started, I still, it's still in existence, uh, a page on TikTok, not TikTok, on Instagram called Friends to Fatherless Daughters. And uh, as a father, uh, as a girl dad, as a 
someone who has dated um, uh, fatherless daughters, you know, I became a fatherless daughter advocate, right? And so I started this Friends of Fatherless Daughters page on Instagram where I was, you know, giving my opinion and advice to, you know, the fatherless daughters. And from that, I started being asked to be on podcasts and one such interview I was asked to, you know, I was suggested that I should have my own podcast. And that's how my first podcast came to be, you know, from that space. Um, so the girl there, not the girl there, but the fatherless daughter uh, issue, you know, is definitely one that I take to heart, you know, and, and try to do my best about, you know, saying something about it. And that's why I wanted to have this platform just to show that, that there, are, there are fathers out here that are taking care of our daughters. Um, there are fathers out here that is very vocal and uh, not only vocal, but physically active and, and showing our love for our daughters. You know what I mean? And so I wanted to get this message out. And so that's why part of the reason why I started the Girl Dad Discussions is to have that example out there. So, you know, the fatherless daughters who may not have known their fathers or whatever the situation was, they still have an example of what that looks like and what that should look like. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was one of the reasons that I, I, I started the, the whole podcast. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. So uh, my next question is, you know, you mentioned about um, your, your, your daughter and her mom. So how did you find out that you were going to be a father when it came to your daughter? It's actually, I found out, I was actually 20 year, twenty at the time. My daughter's five now. I was actually a full-time college student when her mother just kind of, I, I, I wasn't, I think I was in class and I had got, she had sent me a text and it actually had the, uh, like, like a positive test. So first reaction, I was freaking out. You know, I was, like I said, I was, I went from this 20 year old, young man to a man so to speak quickly because right. I had to figure out what was what was what was my next step at this time you know I was in between jobs I could I always knew I could quit a job because it was just me that I had to worry about so mm -hmm. if I didn't like a job I used to be quick to quit but this time I was like okay well now I gotta find a job that I that I and I even if I don't like it I gotta stick to it right so my first reaction, I was definitely nervous. Didn't know what I was gonna tell my parents. I think I told my group chat of my some of my bros that's in the group chat. I told them first. You know, they they made the jokes about it. I still remember like it was yesterday. They cracked <laughs> a lot of jokes because I was the first one out of the group. So, right, definitely was something to remember, and it definitely was a nervous feel. I just remember being really, really nervous, like like in a, almost a sweat kind of. So, so is your, is your uh, daughter the only child that you have still at this yeah. point? Okay. All right. All right. So uh, when it came to finding out the sex of, of your child, did you guys wait or did you guys like, nah, let me know now? I, when it was, I think when it was available for us to find out, we, 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 we wanted to know at that point because I wasn't sure. Like I said, I was all ears for a boy and when I did find out I was having a girl, I was equally as happy. Cause like I said, it was something to me, it was just like, well, now I got a new task. I got something else to learn. 
Because, you know, and, and as a male, you always want the son first. You got all these plans. You're going to put him into sports. You're going to take him for his first haircut, all types of stuff, yeah. boy, dad stuff. But when I found out that it was a girl, me just – I was still trying to grow myself and learn. So when I found that out, I was like, okay, well, now it's time for me to move different. It's time for me to, you know, apply myself a little more. Even though I was already applying myself, but I don't know. She kind of put a battery in my back before she was mm -hmm. even here. So yeah. it was a quick flip. I went from, like I said, I went from the college kid that was up till two, three in the morning playing video games, then going to class, come yeah. back, sleep, play the game some more, go to the gym. Now I had to kind of flip all that and work and save. I didn't even have a car at the time when I found out. So that was like top priority was, okay, well, I'm about to bring a kid. Nine months is going to roll around very quick. And it did. Yeah, around super quick, and before you know, she was here. And by that, like I said, I was still nervous when when she was born, but I was a little more at ease because I kind of had money saved up at this point. You know, gifts coming in for her before she was even born, and I had yeah. I had a car now. So well, by yeah. the time she came in, I was in a much better space. Right. Good. 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 I think I think most of us uh, as fathers. I think most of us think we want sons, you know, but I think those of us who are blessed with daughters quickly realize uh, not that a son wouldn't be just as, you know what I mean, as important, but I think, uh, I think daughters bring out another side of you, you know, and I think they represent the best of you. Cause at least in my experience, I and, and most of the guys that I know is like their daughters have like, the best part of their personality. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that that's I can see myself. You know what I mean? Like me. the best of me. I always said I wanted, you know, boys, but now I'm fine if I had all girls. Yeah. I'd be completely fine with that. So I definitely can agree with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so you said your daughter's only only five, right? Yeah. So so far, or or so now she's probably, is she walking now? She's probably moving around yeah, a little so bit now, right? Now, so she's definitely got her own personality now. <laughs> so how how was your experience with her as a baby, like an infant, you know? Like, what was that like with you, you know, spending time with her? You know, it was, I, I always was there spending time with her, but I will say I was like still in school. And still working a lot. I, like I said, I was always there, lived with her. But for some reason, I guess, like, babies can sense, you know, when you're not there as much. Mm. So when I would, how my schedule was, I'd go to class, come back, and by, like, nighttime, I'd be pitching in to help out. But, you know, as she was getting, at those first couple months, she's just sleeping, waking up, sleeping, waking up, sleeping. So she would kind of just cry with me until she got to her mother and she was a little, you know, way more calmer. Right. And, you know, months went by, you know, my job situations changed and I was able to kind of be there during the daytime instead of just nights. And she, she kind of started warming up way more to me than as she got older and just now she's realizing, Oh, well, I guess now she knows like, this is my dad. She's, she can speak now and now she's like stuck to my hip. So mm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I that's one thing I miss. So my, my daughter is, is 20 now, you know, <laughs> but uh, when she was younger, uh, everybody used to call her my shadow because wherever I went, she was with me, you know. So that's definitely one of the things she's in college now, too. So that's one of the things I miss, you know, when you look back, it's like, man. You know, you missed that little that little one. Now she's a big one. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, it's the way it's set up now. It's like, so I turned 26 this year, she'll be six. When I turn 27, she'll be seven. So as she's getting older, I know I'm getting older. And she's already started with the, I'm not a baby no more. Don't call me baby. <laughs> I'm not. She tells me, call me, call me Zoe. I'm Zoe. I'm not princess. I'm not, I'm not your baby. So... <laughs> She's already got her own thing. Uh, yeah, you got you got your hands full already. I can tell. <laughs> so so do you a favor. Tell me something that you know. I know um, as far as we pour into our daughters, you know, to teach them different things. But tell me something that your daughter has taught you that has changed you for the better. She taught me never to give up. And she taught me patience, I'd say. You know, I was I was always one to just start something and want to finish it that same day or start something. And if it didn't work out how I wanted it to, I would stop doing it. But just being able to raise her and watch her and watch her mold and grow into this person she is now, she taught me patience. You know, things take time. You're not going to get it all at once. You might not get it all at all, but each you know, each time you, you at least try to get to in that direction, you're, you're gonna make some change. And that's kind of like what you need to kind of navigate through life. Because if you're not if you're an impatient person with everything you do, you're never gonna get something done. So I look at her and she kind of taught me like, don't give up. If you want to do something, you gotta keep going. Like I said, when I first sat her, I was in I was a college student at the time and I dropped out to start working and things like that, work two and three jobs just to try to, you know, just make sure everything was okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as I was working these two and three jobs and as she got older, she wants, she's asking for toys and asking for just daddy, I want a horse. And, you know, <laughs> that was, most people say like, what did you tell her? And I always would say, okay, I'll get it for you one day. But in the back of my mind, it's like, okay, well, how can I get this without, Instead of telling her no, how can I work towards affording mm-hmm. a horse? So I always kept that in the back of my mind just to keep me going. When things were kind of slow or tough in my life, I just could look at a picture of her and it just keeps me going. I don't even think I'd be writing children's books if it wasn't for her. I always knew I'd write books. And I always that was one thing that I would start and stop, start and stop. Not children's books. I wanted to do like adult fiction kind of like a sister soldier book, but it was always hard. I would always start page one and want to write the whole story right then and there. Didn't know how to decipher between like different chapters, starts, beginnings. And one night I just kind of just being around my daughter and my niece, you know, they love their, the tablets and the phones. And I never seen them really pick up a book outside of school. Mm-hmm. And I had the idea, and then that's when the book came into play. Okay, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get to that because I definitely want to talk uh, talk to you about that. Um, but so one of the things that I share um, when my daughter probably was a little older than what your daughter is now, um, 
she had a daddy daughter dance uh, at school and I had to work. And so I said, well, uh, I'm gonna miss this one, but I'm gonna catch the next one. And it never was the next one. And like I said, my daughter just turned 20, uh, like two weeks ago, you know? And so that's one of the things that I regret was missing that, you know, that, uh, that time, that special moment, you know, with her. So as a young father, I'm, I'm hoping you probably don't have many, but do you have any regrets as a young father? You know, uh, something that maybe you would wish you hadn't did or wish you had a did, you know, concerning your daughter just at, at this point. Hmm, something that I. I regret, let me see how I regret. I guess I wouldn't call it a regret, but I, I, I'd wish, you know, it was something worked out to where I wouldn't just see my daughter every other weekend. And I say that because, you know, when I when me and her mother was together, I kind of I, I can say now I kind of took it for granted just being able to see your daughter every day, you know, mm -hmm. being able to come home and. She's has a bunch of questions for you. She was a lot younger though. So just kind of fast forwarding and seeing like my brother and his daughter, you know, he's, he lives with her. So he sees her every day, you know, can talk to her about school and things of that nature every day. Granted, I can do that, but I'd have to call or wait till I get her this weekend. And when I do see her, she's changing constantly. So I'm learning as I see her every other weekend and, you know, I'm learning, oh, wow, well, she was doing this last week. Now she's not doing this. Now she's doing this. Now she's telling me this. So if I, I wouldn't call it a regret, but I say I wish there was a way where I could see her more than just every other weekend. Because as I'm learning now, weekends, I thought weekends flew by when you're working, but when you have a kid, they fly by quick. You learn that a weekend is definitely not enough. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Been there, been there, done that, definitely. Um, but I, I definitely advise you, or not advise you, but encourage you, you know, to to talk with your your daughter's mom and, and see what y'all can figure out or work out. You know, I don't know if y'all live close close by each other or anything like that, but um there's definitely something, you know, it's a it's a conversation, you know what I'm saying? To to have um my daughter lived in the same state with me uh, after me and her mom divorced for a couple years and then they moved to Texas. And so um, that's where, like you said about the tablet and all that, that's where all that came to play. Cause now we on Zoom and Messenger and things wow. like that. And and actually even talking about, uh, I mentioned earlier with uh, Instagram, with me having a, the page on Instagram, the only reason I got Instagram was to, to stay in contact with my daughter. Uh, Cause she was too young for Facebook. It was too much going on on Facebook. You know, and so we didn't want her to have Facebook. Um, so we let her have Instagram. And that was one of the ways I, I stayed in contact with her was through Instagram. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just a conversation to have. You know, I'm sure y'all could work, you know, work something out to make it work. Um, so uh, on the flip side, you know, uh, what is one of your biggest accomplishments as a father, you know? with your daughter now? Cause we, we talked about, you know, what you might want to change, but what is something that you've done, you know, concerning your daughter or with your daughter that she's like, you know what, I'm proud of this here. Honestly, 
I could say the book. And I say that to say literally this first book was dedicated to her. It was something that I knew would, would get attention just because it's not a lot of positive stuff going on with, with black fathers right now. And mm-hmm. when, when it comes to girl dads. So I knew I'd make this when I wrote it down and stuff, I figured I'll make this book and I put it in a perspective to where I think all girl dads think I probably went through this and thought about it at some point, but these are legit my thoughts for her as I watch her grow up. So one day she's going to get older and she's going to open this book and like literally see each page that I wrote for her. When I'm long gone, she'll be able to look at this and, you know, see like, okay, my dad, he really, really loved me. He loved me so much. He wrote a book about it. And the the cover of the book is actually a photo of her that I used at one of her, she had a photo shoot, I think for one of her birthday, early birthdays. So my biggest accomplishment is the book, like I said, because when people see the book, they often ask me, like, what was my motivation? Obviously, it was my daughter. And then when we get down to the details of it, it's like, you know, I put I made so she was front page. So when she gets older, she'll definitely you know my dad loved me when I'm reading the books. Now, I think I read to her class when she was in pre-K and kindergarten and just watching her face light up as. I'm reading the book to the class, and when the class finds out I'm her dad, she just smiles, and I could tell she's really happy. So I, that that'll be my biggest accomplishment, just being able to put this book together. And now she's at the age where she kind of knows the book is about her, and that's her on the cover. Hmm. So is the is the book out now? Yeah, it's currently on um, Amazon right now, and I want to say. In a couple months, it'll be available on Barnes and Noble as well. Okay, and what's the what's the name of the book? It's uh, titled "Daughters Grow Up So Fast from a Father's Perspective." Okay, you got it with you. You can show it, show it so we can see it. Those us so we know what we're looking at. Okay. Oh, I like the pink too. Okay. And on the back, it just says, "Remember, a girl's first true love is her father." Yeah, I like that. I like that. If you look, that's the swing. You know, it's kind of like somebody jumped off of it and kind of her jumping off the swing. Okay. All right. So cool. Cool. So that can be found, uh, you said, on, on Amazon uh, under your, your name? Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. Want to make sure that we get that information out there. Um, so make sure you guys go check out the book, Daughters Grow Up Fast. Uh, by Mr. Trevor. Um, definitely want to make sure that you guys check that out. And speaking of books, we're going to go into our next uh, segment of the podcast, which is called Getting to the Core segment. So Getting to the Core segment uh, is a segment that is based off of the Core 4 uh, ebook, which is the Core 4 values uh, that every daughter should receive from her father, which is the ebook that I wrote. Um, make sure you guys get your copy of the ebook. You can find it at ebooksbyejames.com. That's ebooksbyejames.com. Uh, and that's the core four, which is the four core values that every daughter should get from her father. So Trevor, uh, as we, as we talk about the core four, 
um, the core four are those core four values that I believe are very important until uh, pouring into our daughters is guidance, affirmation, love and pro- love and affection, and protection. So of the four, uh, if you had to choose the one that's probably most important to you to instill in your daughter, which one would it be? I would say that's a tough question because they all were, those four are kind of legit, the core. But if I had to choose one, I'd say guidance. And I say guidance to say, you know, guidance will kind of teach my daughter to, you know, react off fact and reality and more so not your feelings. Mm Kind of teach her you know, set always set boundaries for yourself. Don't never let people make them for you. You know, get your morals together. Never like belittle yourself at the expense of someone else. And never depend on he say she say social media. Like I said, I think we're living right. in a time now where social media is is kind of parenting right now. Yeah. So without that, without me being to to guide her she'd probably be more prone to going on social media and kind of looking up to that fabricated idea of whatever versus me being able to guide her and kind of show her right from wrong, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So uh, the four core, the four, four core values, but if you had, or you could add a fifth value, uh, what would that be? If I could add a fifth value, guidance, love, affirmation, protection. Like it's affirmation, it's the same. Hmm. If I could add a fifth one, what would it be? I would say, like, I was going to say confidence, but that's kind of like the words affirmation. Yeah. But that, that can be different. That can be different. So why would you why would you say confidence? I say confidence because if you're confident in anything in yourself and through life, you'll, you'll really accomplish everything that you set for it to do. And you won't worry about what the next person has to say about it. And you won't, you know, if you get denied something, that you're confident in, you're not going to stop right there. You're going to find a way to get that done. You know, when you're confident in yourself, you just know that no matter what happens, I'm going to get through this. You know, tough times don't last when you're a confident person. You kind of always figure it out. Now, granted, you have those moments where you feel down, but like I said, as as me being a confident person and I kind of know what it feels like to be down, and if I didn't have that confident, if I wasn't a confident person, I'd probably stay down. But because I'm like so confident, it kind of keeps me going to where bumps could come in the road, but I know I'm going to keep going. Okay, cool, cool. So I know you mentioned earlier uh, um, that you had took some notes um, from the book. Is there any anything you want to um, speak on that maybe you got out of it or, you know, just something you want to touch on? 
Yeah, I, I, I really liked, I'll just go through it, but for the love and affection part, mm-hmm. I thought that this was key because if you don't show the proper representation of love, I think your daughter would definitely go looking for it in the wrong places. Yeah. And you got to, I, I constantly, you know, hug my daughter, you know, just, you know, in a, in the correct way, you know, all she gets like a nice firm hug, let, you know, just to let her know she's loved. I always let her know she's beautiful inside mm-hmm. and out. You know, I kind of just let her know, like, sometimes when I'm in a bad mood, I think I wrote down, she, you know, she's seen me cry before when I was in a, I would think I was down about something, probably with something with, oh, when I got, actually, when I had got my first denial from a nursing program. When I didn't get accepted, I think she was with me at the time. And, I, you know, I cried in that moment. I wasn't thinking about a man shouldn't cry. It kind of just happened. And her first time seeing me cry, she was like, well, I remember her saying, why are you crying? What do you, it's OK, Daddy. It's OK. So that moment turned into a special moment because I was upset. But at the same time, when she saw me crying, it was like a quick because she's never seen me cry. It was kind of like, whoa, why is he crying? So yes. she kind of got to see, you know. Guys cry too, you know that that's it's okay. She's seen me upset before, and you know she, you know, sometimes I might slip up and say a bad word when I'm upset, but she'll quickly. That's not nice. Don't say that. And that kind of mellowed me, mellowed me out because it's like you know what I got to be an example for her. So if she hears me cussing, she she'll think that's okay to just go out there and just cuss, but. With her being able to, and she's only five, so with her being able to say that's not nice, it's kind of like, well, I'm 25, so if she knows right, why am I doing wrong right now? Right. Affirmation was key for me because, like I said, you know, you get on social media and it's it's like a constant war between, and it has to do money, looks, physical features, and I want to instill in her that those stuff, is are out there but that's not reality so you know just constantly letting her know she's beautiful she's smart we say things like always be a leader not a follower treat others how you want to be treated the key thing i kind of always tell her is the old saying sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me they're just words and Mm -hmm. i always tell her that now because there's like a high depression rate these days Nowadays, you know, people are afraid to speak. And I think now that it's a little more popular to speak, you got people coming out more saying they were depressed for this amount of time, that amount of time. And it's just like nobody should have to go through that. So I kind of just speak to her. I speak to her not like she's an adult, but kind of speak to her like she's she's a little person, Mm -hmm. you know, like has feelings. So I kind of talk to her in a PG way, of course, but just just pick her brain a little. Make sure she's okay. Make sure you know she's when she's if she's happy, if she's sad, you know what made her sad, things of that nature. And I pulled something from the protection side, and I've said I often tell people I am ready for whatever when it comes to my daughter. And I actually had a conversation with somebody that that kind of knows all the stuff that I'm doing and trying to do. But I let let one of my friends know, like, I 
throw it all away for my daughter if I had to. So I always tell certain people, you know, they say they're not ready for kids. I'm like, well, when you have a kid, you kind of snap out of whatever it is that you that you're dealing with and going through. Mm-hmm. And you just become this protector. So, if, and when you are that protector, that means you know you you got to make sure your kid is okay. Because in a, in a sense, a kid can't protect himself like adults can. So right. it's your job to make sure that your kids are okay, not in harm's way. You know, like just showing her I'm a, I'm her father before anything. So you should never be afraid to come to me and talk. You know, I kind of piggyback off of like how I was, how I grew up. Now, I didn't grow up with my biological dad around. I had a stepdad. So I just see a different dynamic. Like fast forward, now I'm 25. My my biological dad, he does reach out. We speak every now and then, but it's, we don't have, it's been such a gap that yeah. we kind of don't have anything to talk about it's just a revolving door of like hey what you doing how you doing what you got going on but after five to ten minutes of that there's nothing to talk about so i kind of said i i wouldn't want that right so i would never put her in that situation i i remember like i said being in school and like, i always had my stepdad but it was nothing i always used to see my friends a lot of my friends have their real dads biological dads throughout their life and as you get older, it, you don't see it as a kid, but when you get older, you're like, man, okay, so I probably wasn't comfortable saying that because that was my stepdad. Maybe if that was my biological dad, who knows, would have been different. But I just sense that it's a totally different dynamic when mm-hmm. you have your stepfather versus your biological father. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to touch on two things that, that you said, actually kind of three. So uh, one of the things you mentioned was that your daughter saw you cry, you know, and then you also mentioned that she's seen you upset before, you know, and I think that's that's why I personally am glad that she saw you cry because I think that's one dynamic that we got to get past, you know, as men, especially as fathers, is not showing that side of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and not passing on the the old saying, you know, guys not supposed to cry and and all of that because we are we're human, we're emotional, we have emotions, you know, and we're supposed to show them. So it should not be a foreign thing for your child to only see you upset but never see you sad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? See you happy, see you upset, but never see you cry. But then, how are they going to? know how to ex, uh, express their emotions, mm-hmm. especially being a daughter, because daughters are always more emotional anyway. You know, so how are they going to know that it's okay for them to show their emotions if they don't see you go through it? You know what I mean? And so I, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, your daughter got to see that and that you, were, you know, had that moment yourself, you know, to be able to show her, you know, your sensitive side, your emotional side. Because, like I said, like we both said before, you know, we are the first representation of what love is supposed to look like from a man, you know. And so as she grows older, you know, older, older, you know, and get to the point where, okay, she's ready to get married and things like that. She needs to be able to know that it's okay for your man to be emotional and she needs to be able to see that. 
you know, to see how he reacts when he's sad or when he's upset and, and things like that. And that's that should be the normal. So I definitely want us, you know, wanted to make that uh make that known. And then, you know, I, I wanted to point out, you know, um one of the things that, that you mentioned about, you know, the core four, you know, is there's a for all the listeners. Make sure that you get your your copy of the core four because there's a section of the core four that's called the poor four, and the poor four is those things those if you don't pour into your daughter the core four values, which is guidance, affirmation, uh, love and affection, and protection. There's going to be some other uh, poor values that she'll pick up along the way. You know what I mean? And so you don't want your daughter to pick up these poor values and start looking at men in a different way or start receiving things from men that she she shouldn't receive. You know what I mean? So let's say if you don't affirm her and then she runs into a guy that's, uh, you know, talks down to her, you know, and then she thinks that's normal. You know what I mean? So we want to make sure that we're pouring into the the core four values into our into our daughters so that we're not getting that that you know the other side of it you know what i mean we want to make sure that we always you know pouring into our, our daughters positively so uh and, and I'm, I'm i'm glad that you came on trevor man and, and i'm very uh definitely excited about the book that you wrote for your for your daughter um and i i nothing i wanted to i want to talk about. i just it just came to my mind you talked about uh dealing with depression you know, and, and, you know, with people going through depression and all of that and, and knowing, saying, mentioning that it's, it's normal, you know, or people shouldn't go through it. So as men, as fathers, you know, I'm, I'm very vocal myself about things that I've been through. Uh, I've been through a divorce. I've been through depression. I've been through a season where I was, you know, having suicidal thoughts because of the, the depression and, and things that happened in that time period. And so one of the things I want to do with this podcast is not only uh, show the love that we have for, for our daughters, but then just also have the conversations that we need to have as men and as fathers, because sometimes we will go through, you know, some, some situations like you mentioned that I've been through also is, is being apart from your daughter, mm -hmm. you know, that takes a toll on us. You know, a lot of times because we're not as vocal with our emotions and with how we feel is taken for granted that, oh, he don't care, you know, mm -hmm. or men don't care. And, and, you know, when we are away from our kids, it's like, oh, you know, he just left the baby with me and he don't care. But we do care. You know, we do have emotions. We do feel a way when we don't get to see our, our child, mm -hmm. you know. And like you said, even myself, I was married to, to my daughter's mom. So when we went from, you know, like I said, I was there with her all the time. Every day from a baby, probably till she was about seven or eight, you know, before we divorced and, and actually separated. And then, so now you go from being with your child every single day to, you know, the weekends or the, the weekend and maybe sometime during the week. And then, you know, as school gets in school, then it's like, okay, you're going to the school function and the basketball games and, and things like that. Um, but in between those times, you know, even that transition that takes a toll on us as fathers, just as much as it takes a toll, you know, on a child, you know, and on the mother, you know. Um, but I want to make sure that, 
like I said, with, with this podcast that we're putting it out there. Like, yeah, we are fathers and we do care and we do feel, you know, when we, when our child is not around, our daughter's not around, we do feel some type of way and don't mind saying it. You know, I miss my daughter. Like I said, my daughter, she's in Texas now in college, college student, you know, doing her thing. And I get to, I have to call her every now and then. It's like, Hey, hit me your messenger or FaceTime. Let me see you. You know what I mean? Cause you know, especially now she's a young, young lady and, and doing her own thing. You're like, okay, I don't, I don't get to see you like that no more. Cause you, you know, you're moving around. So, you know, send me a picture. Sometimes I just text her and just say, send me a picture. Let me see how you look today. You know what I mean? And so, you know, those little things that, that we have to do because again, we, we do miss our, our children just as much, you know, as, as the mom would, if, if they were, weren't with them. Um, but it's like, we don't talk about it as, as much. We're not as vocal about, you know, our feelings. And so sometimes it's just, you know, ignored, but I definitely want to make sure that, uh, on this podcast, uh, we acknowledge our feelings and we acknowledge, you know, how we feel concerning our children when, when they're not around. So, um, Trevor, I'm, I, again, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, definitely sharing your story. Um, proud of you for the book, man. I want you to leave us with uh, just a nugget or something that you want to leave. Maybe it can be something from the book or whatever. Have you, have you feel? You know, leave leave us with something. Uh, maybe a, a a a nugget or something from from a, a young father who who maybe you know newer than you, you know what I mean? Your daughter's five, so you got a couple years in, so maybe something for a younger a younger father. Or so, oh, however you feel, however you feel. Okay. So, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm going to give you a second. I'm going to give you a second, because I want you to I want you to leave us with that and your social media handles so we can follow you and keep up with you, and definitely your information uh, for the book, for where we can get the book at, and things okay. like that. So, I'm going to give you a couple seconds to, to think about that, you know, to think about it. Uh, to my listeners, uh, thank you guys for tuning in once again to the Girl Dad Discussions podcast. Um, make sure that you guys are also checking us out on our websites. Uh, we got the dealhealfulfield.org. That's dealhealfulfield.org, which is the company, uh, my company website, which if you go there, you'll see things that concerning me as far as uh, being a speaker, a podcaster, uh, workshop facilitator and things like that. Even ways that you can book me to come in to speak and to work with your school or organization. Also, look us up at uh, ebooksbyejames.com. That's ebooksbyejames.com, where you not only can get the uh, the four core ebook, but also there's uh, another ebook on forgiveness that's there, and there's also an ebook on um, uh, male cement, which is a male mentoring uh, ebook. Uh, and some more to come. Probably by the time that you guys hear this, there'll probably be a couple more on on there. But again, that's ebooksbyejames.com. So make sure you guys are uh, checking that out. Also, make sure you subscribe to our text line. So text the word subscribe to the number 866-326-0730 to receive text messages uh, about new episodes, ebooks release, and event information. Uh, one more thing, well, not one more, it's a couple more, but um, one of the things that I've been blessed to be a part of is a 
organization called the Forgiveness Mission. And we can be found at forgivenessmission.com. And one of the things that we do, we hold free virtual workshops every quarter of the year um, talking about forgiveness, what it is, what it's not, uh, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of, of others. You know, and so it's a free workshop, uh, very informational. I definitely think it's very important, and I'm glad to be a part of it. You can go to Eventbrite uh, to register. Um, at the time that you're listening to this podcast, either one just ended or one is coming up soon because we do them every quarter of the year. And again, they are free. Uh, so you can go to Eventbrite and type in Forgiveness Mission or just go to ForgivenessMission.com. Again, that's ForgivenessMission.com in order to uh, take part of that. And last but not least, I'm going to tell you guys how you can win $100 from the podcast. And that is by joining or entering our super subscriber contest. Uh, First, you must subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, our Spotify podcast, and then text the the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866 three two six zero seven three zero to qualify to win a hundred dollars the contest is random and it's ongoing so once you're in you can always win you ain't got to re-up once you're in there you're in there so again you can win a hundred dollars from the podcast by entering our super subscriber contest so first you must subscribe to our youtube channel to our facebook page and to our podcast on spotify and then text the word win w-i-n to the number 866-326-0730 to qualify to win. So again, Trevor, let me tell you again, I, I definitely appreciate you being on, uh, sharing your expect- expertise and your experience as a young girl, dad. So I'm going to let you have the last word. So the floor is yours. So one little nugget that I want to leave, and this is geared towards my young fathers, or seasoned dads. Uh, Being a father doesn't stop when, if you and the mother's relationship goes left. And I say that to say most of the time, you know, there's a lot of kids out there, girls, boys that are left fatherless because – you know, as a as a young father who probably may not have had his dad, you know, in his life. If I, if I didn't have a good foundation, not having my biological dad, when me and the mother of my child went left, I probably would have been like, okay, well, fine. I mean, you know, I'm going to be spiteful now. But I want to say that is not the route to go because just I know how I felt when I didn't have my biological dad around. And it was, like I said, it was never a good feeling, you know. Like I said, I always had a stepdad who did a he did a good job as a father, but it was always that void that I could never mm-hmm. feel. Like I always felt like something was just missing. And to this day, you know, like I said, when my dad tries to speak to me, it's still like something missing. Like it don't even feel right. He might say "I love you" and I'll say it back, but it it kind of doesn't mean nothing in a sense because I'm only saying it because he said it to me. I don't think I wouldn't come out of my mouth and just say it. So I say if it doesn't work out as a young dad, because you know, when you have, when you do choose to have kids young, you you do run that risk of 
not being with that person because who you are at 18, 19, 20, 21, you, you're not going to be that same person at 25, 26, 27. So mm-hmm. oftentimes you may drift apart, but just because you drift apart does not mean you're not a dad anymore. That only means your job just got 20 times harder. Because mm-hmm. now you got to figure out how you going to make sure your daughter or your son doesn't grow up and have all these regrets and different feelings about you that you may not know, but you know you caused it by being absent. Yeah. Well, that's that's probably my just my little nugget that I want to leave here. Okay. Now give us the uh, information for your book to, to make sure that... Uh, okay, so the book is titled Daughters Grow Up So Fast from a Father's Perspective and it's by me, Trevor Gabadon. It is on out right now exclusively on Amazon and in a couple months it'll be available to you all on Barnes & Nobles as well as my own website, hopefully. I'm actually working on that now. And my... Instagram handle for my author page is Trevor underscore the author, where you can find me and you'll see me just doing a bunch of read alouds at different schools, um, different book events where I've been at, just networking, meeting new people. It's a bunch of that stuff on there. My Twitter is Trevor underscore the author, and my Facebook is uh, Trevor Gabadon. And so those are where you can find me, where you can interact with me, you know, just talk to me. I'll meet a lot of different people every day and they give me words of affirmation and they congratulate me. And that kind of keeps me going. So that's where you can find me. That's where you'll find the book. And I'm very approachable. I talk to everybody. So never feel like you, if you need somebody to talk to, you can definitely talk to me. All right, all right, Trevor. Again, I, I thank you uh, for being on. Uh, again, thank you for sharing your your story with us. And also, I, I just want to hit on this right uh, real quick uh, to my dads. Um, don't be afraid to be a stepdad, right? So I I only have one biological child, uh, which is my daughter, but I have four stepsons, and you know, for whatever reasons, you know, sometimes fathers. Uh, can't be there or, you know, don't want to be there, whatever the, the situation is. Um, but that doesn't mean that that child is not deserving of a, of a father figure or a father in their life, you know? And so uh, don't be afraid to be a, be a stepdad. Sometimes it's a thankless job, you know, sometimes it is hard, but, you know, just know that you're making a difference in the, in the life of that child when you're pouring to them correctly. Uh, again, like I said, I only have one biological child, which is my daughter, and my daughter is the youngest of my five, you know, and I have four stepsons, and, um, you know, I, I wouldn't change it, you know, they're they're all older now, and building their own relationship with their biological father, you know, building, working on those relationships, and that's all good, too, you know, and I always say I wasn't there to take his place, I was just there to stand in until he showed up. You know, and so uh, again, don't don't be afraid to be stepdads, man, because we're, we're needed. Um, just like there's a, a, you know, your daughter needs you. Sometimes somebody else's daughter might need you too, or somebody else's son might need you too. And think of the love that you have for your own biological child, and that same love that that other child may be missing, 
then maybe you can pour a little bit of that love into somebody else's child. So that's my word for the day. Uh, thank you again, Trevor, uh, for being on to my listeners. Thank you guys for checking us out with the Girl Dad Discussions podcast. Again, our mission is to share the voices of Girl Dads to the world and spread our love to our dads and our daughters. So until next time, we'll see you guys next week. Hey, it's Alex and Bella from Let's Not Sugarcoat It, a podcast where each week we bring you real, raw and unfiltered conversations. Our guests share their lives, journeys in entrepreneurship, relationship, parenthood and much, much more in an authentic and raw way where no one sugarcoats life's messes and successes. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of your favorite podcast apps and tune in every Wednesday for new episodes.